ladies well, and gentlemen. Welcome to this week. Happy uh, week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. Sports are going crazy. King's got a nice win. Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday. Yeah? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's food-based. I think it's probably my favorite holiday, too, just because like, Christmas is almost always a disappointment. That's, yeah, we stopped doing gifts. Oh, all together? Yeah. Just threw it out the window. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it's just me and mom anyways, so yeah. it makes it obviously a very easy decision to make. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, yeah, it takes all weird... Well, your mom's a gift anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. We just eat good dinner, and she cooks, and... So Christmas is kind of nice now, too. But yeah. I, yeah, you get like gift anxiety or something, or yeah. gift like... Yeah, regret or yeah, I don't know. All of it's there. There's weird emotions around it, and I feel like if you have a giant family, which a lot of people do, and they'll do like the, uh, it's gonna sound racist because I might get it wrong. White <laughs> elephant, black elephant. <laughs> it's white elephant. Yeah, yeah. I've never done one of those, but yeah, you have a family of thirty people, which a yeah. lot of my homies do. You know, they have yeah. cousins, and they all do it together. That's a little more fun. I think that takes the pressure off, right? Because yeah. then no one's choosing for you, and then there's no disappointment on either end. Yeah, with a shit gift. Because gift giving can be hard if you're like, unless you're super close, I feel like. Well, yeah, this is a we're opening a whole can of worms here. Um, the uh, the thing that that my wife's family does, and that's kind of we've primarily, you know, even even my folks before they passed, you know, would would um, jump in with my with my in laws for for holidays. Uh, Christmas Eve, there's just too many people, and it's everybody brings one gift. And, uh, then you, it's all in a pile and we pick a way to do it. Usually it's like youngest, oldest, whatever. And yeah. you choose one gift. And after last year, we finally had to make a rule of, of no white elephants, no gag gifts or whatever, because like you could put a lot of time and thought into like putting in your, your exchange gift and have somebody else pick something shitty. Yeah. And you bad. get something shitty and you're like, fuck this. Why did I bother? But and then, then, like, yeah, how do you choose a gift for like 30 people, kind of? Yeah. Like a Starbucks gift card, but then that's not like that thoughtful, but yeah. it's something everyone could use. Right. Yeah, that gets weird. That's what I mean. Like, if you really know someone, gift giving can be cool because then you make it all special. And that's kind of fun. That feels good. But like, general gift giving. Yeah, this not to throw shade on you know everybody that I that I deal with in in my family. Number one, I just I don't I'm not a big like gift giver for other people's birthdays and stuff like that. That seems like bullshit to me. But you know it is what it is. Um, but for for Christmas, I have seldom gotten anything that I thought was a like really me gift. Yeah, like a you know? thought out. And and I'm told that I'm hard to buy for. I don't think so. And I would rather buy for myself. I bet I could make a time. cool little list if I had to. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Because gift giving is also a talent. Or not a yeah. talent, but like a skill. Right. So you got to put in some thought, and then you got to go a couple. It's kind of like a joke. You know, you can't like hit it on the nose. Yeah. You kind of have to go one step to the side and kind of vibe out. I don't even know. Yeah, birthdays, we don't do gifts either. Right. I don't think I don't think I like receiving gifts. So I just kind of made the rules. Hmm. You know? I'm just like, eh. Kind of same, probably same reason. It's the same reason because yeah. it's like, you know, if you knew me yeah. better, you would not think that that was a, an appropriate gift yeah. for me. And then I think a lot of people that even that they know me, I've found this to be my whole life. I've, uh, she go into like powerlifting or music mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff I relate to um, is about like kind of outcasts or people that don't fit in. Mm -hmm. But it's not that I don't fit in. It's mm -hmm. just that my friends aren't exactly like me none of right. my friends are like me like right. you've met some of my friends now like none of them are, are into the same shit really or a yeah. couple of them will be into like one thing that i'm into 
But like a lot of my friends don't listen to the same music. Like my best friends don't listen to the same music, aren't into clothes, mm-hmm. aren't really into cars, you know, like food, maybe food, but like one of them. Uh, so, so then if they try to gift for me, it's thoughtful. Not that this has really happened, but hypothetically, uh-huh. they gift for me, but it's always doesn't, you know, it's not on the playing ground. It, it, it does end up like shading the relationship a little bit if you get something that, that just, just seems off and it's hard to give something that's right. And it really sucks when you give somebody a gift and it doesn't land. Yeah. And then you don't, yeah, you don't, if you're doing a personal one, you don't want to do the basic Starbucks gift card deal. No, no, you don't. Why don't they do registries for every holiday? That's exactly a good point. Oh my God. I think we may have made the, um, the, they we do should babies? probably just cut this part out and use this as the new business plan. A Christmas registry would bang. That sounds like an amazing. I mean, I guess idea. Santa Claus lists as a kid is yeah, that. and, and which uh, is genius actually. That's a very commercial genius way to know what your kid wants. I think on Amazon you can do a wish list yeah. that other people can see. Yeah, that's that turns kind out of, to just be uh, online whores doing it. Yeah, if we're being frank. It, well, yeah, there we go. That's uh, yeah. If you're whoring yourself out on the internet. It's and not necessarily awesome. sexually, just in general, general whore. You don't have to be an OnlyFans star, but it, yeah, just but it all helps. types of whores really helps. Sellouty whores, and actually, I'm not that against it because if your fans want to buy you shit, by all means. Because I had it on Twitch, it was cool. You could sign up for without like giving your location. Mm-hmm. You could sign up for your viewers to buy you DoorDash, basically. Oh, and it was yeah. an app like that you would attach to Twitch. Yeah. So that was cool. I'm streaming for eight hours, and someone buy you a pizza. Yeah, buy me a coffee is one of those. Yeah, that people. Do yeah, that's too. a cool idea. Yeah. But a registry for yeah, like. Whatever holidays, fucking first communion and fucking yeah. winning Boy Scouts, whatever the hell these kids do. Yeah. I don't know what the hell people do, but Christmas for sure. Something specific where it's easy for people to find you to get you, you know. Yeah. My parents were good. Growing up, I remember being like crazy excited. Like, I, and, and they wouldn't, we weren't like wealthy, but they just do like the right shit. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I predominantly remember like multiple gifts in my brain that my dad got me that were like fucking perfect yeah i i will say that um my um uh my son sam you know and and his wife very often give me very very on the nose things yeah, yeah. for me that's it that's a good point my wife and i tend to instead of buying gifts for each other we tend to find a thing that we want to buy together yeah or events right if you're yeah yeah if i'm dating like an event makes more sense a trip or a concert or a right cool dinner we're even yeah. doing that we're Mom and Bart's birthday are on the same day, and it's Friday, Saturday, and so we're just doing dinner Sunday all together. Mm. But I'm not going to get Bart a gift. Yeah, he will just go do a fancy dinner. You know. Yeah. But everyone will enjoy it more, anyways. Yeah, for sure. My wife and I bought a piece of art that we're having to have reframed because it was just the worst frame, ugly, super ugly frame. Yeah. But like local artists, you know, decades long Sac State art professor or whatever. That's cool. Kind of, yeah, kind of interesting and different or whatever. Just very, very on brand for us. And then we didn't have to think about, you know, what's the right thing? Yeah. And and, and I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I am a, a mystery in that regard or um, I think that the things I want – I usually think about for a very long time in part because they're expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing too. The older you get, you just want fancier shit. Yeah. So like I don't expect a car for Christmas. Right. Like that'd be crazy. But yeah. that's probably what do I, you know, like what do I want? I want a fucking Porsche. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't and want- Somebody rolled in here, yeah. With yeah, a, I don't want a toy. With a 911. Yeah, it's much easier with a kid. 
and that's the a classic 911, you know. Yeah, that's still 200k worth. <laughs> fuck. I think we did a couple big Christmases in Cleveland where I have a bunch of uh, cousins and shit, but only a handful growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we did one maybe when I was 18 or a little bit older. And uh, I think we just did gifts for the kid kids. I don't know what the age cutoff was, but mm-hmm. if you like felt like a kid, then everyone would just get you shit. Mm-hmm. And the adults just kind of you know had dinner and hung out. I think that's a good plan too. Because who's going to actually really like it? Like you know your grandkids, right? Yeah, no, we have actually not even had the uh, um, the discussion about what they want for Christmas yeah. yet. And then they have to, they're coming for Christmas and they're, you know, over 3,000 miles away. And then you have to get stuff home and you right. buy it and do, ship it. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, we often just give give my son the money and have him buy it and have it yeah, there as, as opposed to, because the shipping is insanity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we did that too when I was a kid. Maybe they'd give me a couple things there, but then my aunts would just send me stuff to Sacramento. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and the bigger family you are and the more friends you have. Yeah. You're just going to buy everyone shit. No, you just can't. You yeah. can't do that. You yeah. can't do that. And Money-wise and just like energy-wise. Yeah. But no. it is a consumer world. I mean, Black Friday sales started two weeks ago. Yeah. The, yeah. Crack of November. Yeah. November. The first week of November, they put the tree up in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So I assume they did it in New York and San Francisco and everywhere else. But I swear that was like a after Thanksgiving deal. It did used to be. Yeah. yeah but- I mean, They're trying to maximize the retail season. That's literally all it is. Is you you find like customer habits and purchasing dates, and you open that door up wider. They're going to spend more longer. Yep, keeps the ball rolling for sure. Um, we'll sort of do two running here. We haven't uh, we haven't done two episodes running where we did uh, Rose and Thorn yet. So, yeah. what's what's the week since the last time we talked? Doesn't have to be this week since the last time we talked. I think similar roses. Uh, teams move in. Powerlifting meets sold out for March, and deadlines are being hit. That's probably the best thing. Yeah. I'm still like stressed, but like the deadlines are hit. We got our, you know all our care packs out. We got inventory. Uh, we're revamping the website, which should be ready in time. Like mm. all that feels good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thorn sleep's been whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know if it's change of season or stress or I'm still dieting. So lack of food always makes me sleep a little. You know, like you you go to bed on like fucking. Three in and out burgers, you're going to sleep so good. Yeah. But you go to bed. You Have know. you done the cottage cheese thing, like or casein at bedtime? Uh, I did casein shakes back in the day. We're actually yeah. about to do a skit. I'll spoil it right here. I saw some kid on TikTok. This is un- unrelated in some senses, but I saw a kid on TikTok. He has like a bowl of ice mm. and uh, he does like a pretty good acting job to make it look yummy and he sprinkles. Um, Bagel, all you everything. Oh, everything seasoning bagel seasoning. Yeah, on the ice and just starts chomping on. Oh my! It. So I'm gonna go. Kyle's actually bringing us ice right now, and I'm just gonna dump a bunch of protein on it and try to eat it. I'll probably throw up or spit it out. Maybe or so. It, it would be a good video because that's kind of like how it feels like I'm eating. You start yeah. to diet a lot, and you're just like, dude, I eat one meal a day. That's it. So then I go to bed hungry. Yeah. Cottage cheese. I don't know. I only really like in lasagna. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Like mm. I don't really like it by itself. Interesting. I, Another I, white thing, you know? My mom made the lasagna with cottage cheese, but we use ricotta. Yeah. So, yeah. My mom will do both. But yeah. I just love lasagna, man. So I'll eat it either way. The it, super thin noodle. Or like, um, or the, even like stuffed shells. Oh, put yeah. cottage cheese or ricotta in that. Yeah. I'll eat that. Yeah, it just needs more shit. 
It's the same with cheese. I don't like, you know, I don't like a charcuterie board. I need it like on a burger. I need it on a pizza. <laughs> I, I saw a, a meme the other day that says that uh, charcuterie boards are lunchables for millennials. Like, they really are. And they seem to get popular like with that gen, like yeah. my generation. Yeah. Which I assume not, invented the lunchable. I, yeah, probably. Yeah. I like them. I like charcuterie boards. I'm not a lunchable guy, but I like yeah. charcuterie boards. Yeah. If you're at a party, you know. Well, like I dinner think, party, it yeah. makes sense to have a fat one out when you're having wine before dinner or some shit. I or think, even a fancy restaurant. I think I got introduced to them in Italy, and I think that uh, maybe did it. That, yeah, for that sure. made it kind of special in my head. Yeah, and they got to be delicious. And they got to be very delicious, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go all that. Yeah, my, uh, I had, uh, speaking of sleep, I got one thorn that hit me at 6.40 this morning. My wife burned toast in the kitchen oh, while no. I was still asleep, and it set off the uh fire alarms yeah that's the worst and she's like it's only it, i get up and i'm like oh, well no, number one i sleep with earplugs and so i'm hearing a voice i'm hearing a woman's voice go on and on you know repeating the same thing over and over again i'm like i'm in a dream and i'm like what the actual fuck am i listening to like what's happening around me yeah this dream is so fucking weird and then I realized that there's actually beeping going on as well. And so I pull my earplugs out and I was like, oh shit, like the house is on fire. And I don't know what time it is. Yeah. But it's light. Now there's a smell. It's a little bit light outside. Oh, the smell hadn't hit me yet. I, I don't know. Anyway, though, I got out there. My wife was like, oh, I just, I, I only, you know, it was only this done. And it's like black in the middle. It's like, yeah, because it burned. Yeah. That's why. A little flame. She said, yeah, I just, I said, did you toast it with a forest fire? I mean, what the hell? But she apologized. And yeah. That, Early the, wake the, up to, the toaster has not apologized. That stuff makes, actually, I remember, because you have like so many fire drills in high school and shit yeah. growing up. Uh, it was Henry, actually, I think, who you met. He burnt the fuck out of some popcorn. <laughs> And she was, I think the sprinklers went off. Like the whole school went crazy one day. And we're just like, his dad was even the principal. Maybe not at the time, but his dad turned out to be the principal. Burnt the shit out of this popcorn. The whole school's freaking the fuck out over some popcorn. But yeah, I mean, toast, popcorn, microwave shit. Yeah. A little smoke like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rolling back to what you were saying uh, earlier about your, your friends. All of the friends that your childhood friends that I've met are fucking cool people. Yeah, they're I really great. like them. They're great people. And slowly migrating back here, which is wonderful. Not all, but a few. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, and my, the other thorn is like the shower head that I just replaced like two months ago when the men's bathroom was busted. Now I don't know what happened. I don't know what people do with these. Yeah, things. they're getting freaky. I don't. I don't know. No, I mean maybe we're gonna have to go not handheld because maybe there's getting a little bit too much activity with the handheld. Yeah, yeah who knows? You can't put security cameras back there. We'll end up on some drama page. Oh my god, you have seen that, right? Uh, I've just heard about it happening multiple times. But well, I assume that happens everywhere. What happened recently? Uh, I didn't know that. But it was I, a women's only gym. This guy had a and women's only. The guy runs only, it? Yes. Even that's already a red flag, yeah, right? Yeah, that's red flag number one. Yeah. Yeah, you really want it. Yeah, you don't want a guy to be involved in, the, in a women's only Even gym. Even though that's probably the norm. Like, probably who invented so, curves? But probably a dude. Probably so. Pervert. But yeah, he had a, a, a mop bucket in the in the women's restroom he he claims that people were stealing things out of the bathroom so your camera's so your number he, one yeah so he put a hit a camera in like the mop yeah and of course it was pointed right at the toilet so you well know. then just take valuable shit out of the bathroom yeah that'd be that'd be a yeah. step right yeah. i mean toilet paper for heaven's sake so what are you keeping in the bathroom it's so yeah yeah and let it get ripped i mean even at the commercial gym i worked at was not in the greatest like area 
and we had a cabinet full of all the cleaning supplies kind of outside of the bathrooms mm-hmm. and uh they get stolen all the time <laughs> you go back there and all the windex is gone all those but, but like you, you know, can't you, lock that stuff i mean yeah but and, and what are you gonna do you know like they're not stealing a computer and yeah, shit's gonna happen. You're at a huge commercial gym with people everywhere. You're gonna get fucked. I mean, even here, I'm sure shit's got stolen that we didn't recognize. We we heard there was a, I don't know the official term, so don't flame me, folks. But homeless man, I've been corrected with all the emails I write to politicians in the city and shit. They mm. correct the term I use. Experiencing homelessness. Yeah, it's yeah, it's even crazier than that the term they yelled at me but yeah, anyways we, uh, rumor has it there's a homeless man stomping around town with a couple of our hats on and shit so who knows neato who, yeah who knows what happened probably yeah uh, maybe yeah. oh did he oh well then that's why but i've heard from multiple <laughs> members seabass gave it to him because <laughs> i had other members that came me up like yeah man there's still this dude in the corner with your hat i'm like i don't know, I don't know bro <laughs> Days cold. That's true. Free marketing. I guess, yeah. <laughs> the homeless love us. Um, yeah. So I don't do I have a rose? I don't know. I don't know. I'm you know, I'm I'm kinda looking forward to the holiday. And yeah. Got, and quick, man. This was a fast year. I'd probably say it every year, but it's maybe not fastest year yet. Maybe I don't know. For me it seems really long. Yeah. Um it seems super long this year. Because like I was in Europe for a month this year, and that seems like it was a, a long time ago now. Yeah, 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 a lot happened in between. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the balance. The brain's so interesting. Because when a lot happens, mm-hmm. it can feel very long. Mm-hmm. And when a lot happens, it can feel very short. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it obviously speeds up time when you're busy. But yeah, I think I'm kind of in that zone. I don't know. Yeah, it felt quick. And then you start thinking about Adam Sandler and the movie Click. Like, fuck, dude, how much of this life am I living? What's that face? You never seen that movie? Click because he, he's just running through life, not paying attention, like not living in the now, and life just keeps oh. fast forwarding and fast forwarding. That's the whole moral of the story. That my life moves, moves too pre- fast. Yeah, moves pretty fast. Yeah, and you need to tap in and like enjoy yeah. it. That the uh, go watch Click again, dude. You'll go cry. The end of Ferris Bueller. I, I don't know if fast. I've seen full of uh, all oh, of it. It was a movie that was that like uh, floating around on like TNT and shit as mm. a kid, so I'd watch bits and pieces of it. We we may have to do that one as a yeah I don't know if I watched as a, a generational thing. What's the guy's name? Uh, Super famous M- Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Broderick. <laughs> um, yeah. So have you without getting into the specifics of the meat or the lifter? Yeah. And anybody but Garrett Fear. Um, yeah, I heard someone squatted high. Yeah, but I didn't watch the squat. I I don't know why. I, just, I did watch the squat, and I it maybe was just high. stopped caring. I don't know. I I saw a uh, boy Dan Bell. Maybe the best pilot for all time now, but Dan Bell posted on it and agreed. Yeah, I saw the drama running around, but it's happened so many times, and I feel like if we got side shots of any meat ever, we could do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's always critique after after IPF Nats, either yeah. the judges being too strict or having favorites, or mm-hmm. even at uh, Arnold when we were there, I heard rustling in the crowd about like, man, they're making so and so hold the bench so long. I'm like, you think they really have it out for Timmy? Like, no one gives a fuck about you know Johnny Nobody. Like, I don't think that the judges, depending on the the Fed, some you know, no offense, folks, some are just like so old and out of tune. They don't know who these lifters are. It's not yeah. like they're on Instagram all day, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I think it's, I think that they get caught by inattention. I think yeah, that they for like, sure. like it's lose hard. focus. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a slow-ass sport. Like yeah. when you're refing basketball, I've, I've ref 
a good amount of games in my time. And like, you're literally jogging and you're, you're locked in. Cause you're like part of it. You're right. dodging balls and you're fucking talking and you're, you're talking to the players. Hey, what's that hand? And you know, you're, you're literally like almost a player where powerlifting, you're just sitting there <laughs> staring at a wall. It's like literally watching grass grow. So a hundred percent, uh, understand them getting bored. This high squad, that was the thing, right? It was a record, not yeah, even a record. Reg- yeah, whatever. No, and it doesn't really matter. The issue is more the reaction than I, and, and like really what I want to ask is like, is it fixable and how are we supposed to think about about records, squats, yeah. whatever, across federations? This is U- USPC. So that's what I was going to bring up. I, if I'm, you know, a uh, noble powerlifting analyst, yeah, like a young Garrett Fear who cares very much about the sport, um, I might not even comment on it if it's not in like one of the feds that are legit. See, that's my question. Yeah. That is like, my real question. Like, do we care yeah. if it's not in a federation that we know has good judging? Because that happened for a while. Was it RPS, the green fed? Yeah. I feel like when, when raw powerlifting started, just crush numbers. Kevin Oak and Lillibird, everyone's mm-hmm. crushing numbers. Then the RPS was like the only main one running uh, meets out on the East Coast. And they were the USPA was, was starting to get there. And we had a couple meets. But it was really USPA dominant with the Dan Greens mm-hmm. and... Um, Jeremy Hamilton's, et cetera. And then, and then the East Coast would have the RPS and, and the judging just wasn't up to the same standard. So like all these records are getting broke left and right. And yeah, they're all on a different standard. Yeah. But but that's been the issue the whole time, right? Like I think this one is in a monolift mm-hmm. where a lot of people now are starting to walk their shit out, whether mm-hmm. it's WRPF or not. But I mean, the gold standard is the WRPF and, and the USAPL slash IPF. So if I'm commenting on it, I'm simply saying, okay, you're your best in your pond right now. Mm-hmm. Come to the WRPF Pro whatever's next mm-hmm. and do it again. Yeah. Right? If, if if that guy's my competitor or if I'm an analyst, that's like the same thing. Like if some guy's going absolutely crazy in European basketball, ESPN's going to be say like, that's amazing and you're really good, but it, it doesn't count until you get here. Like right. come, come to the NBA and let us know. You know, and, and and that doesn't really happen. Uh, like even the Kings just you know signed the European MVP. Or I forgot exactly what league, but maybe Italy. I forgot, yeah, but, sure, but he's yeah. on our team now, and you know he's doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> and he's shitting on folks over there. Right. So like same, it's the same idea with these other feds. Like there's no one. The only one you can make the argument is the USAPL IPF one because mm-hmm. that's newly broken off. But any other fed, I think if you want to take a record. You got to go compete against where the studs are. And that's where the sport is. Back in the day, you couldn't, right? Back in the day, travel, lack of meets, money, all these things were an issue. But now, yeah. if you're that guy, you're going to get a sponsorship. You can find somebody to pay your way there. You can you can bundle it up. Like The sport's changed in that sense where you don't have to break a record in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. So then travel and show up. You know that's, that's all I would say, rather than like calling out a high squad is... Yeah, I Not mean, that it needs to be done. It needs to be done. Because Garrett is an analyst. Like, that's kind of his gig in this thing, right? He's, right. The, he's the Stephen A. Smith or whatever the fuck of powerlifting. Right, right. So, um, I might not always agree with Garrett, but I'm always going to support him because he's doing a hard thing. Yeah, and he cares. He's kind of he's kind of doing the Lord's work in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, you know? I don't think he has ill intent with anything no. he ever does. He just loves powerlifting more than I ever will. So, yeah, <laughs> someone's got to do it. And he could be a wild card. I like a disruptor. I I, I hate um I hate meaningless disruptions, but I like a a disruption that that like tries to push things forward. Yeah, I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, he's trying to get the standardization, but like, you know. 
until I don't know what it's going to take, but until I guess there's enough meets in every state by the WRPF or whatever federation wants mm-hmm. to be number one, and until there's like a clear line from kind of rookie to getting paid and being the best in a federation, there's always going to be someone else thinking they can start a league. Yeah. And back in the day, I mean, kind of the only places that you could look at records uh, and the only sort of arbiters of what the what the actual like all time records were were um, uh, the magazine uh, Powerlifting USA and Powerlifting Watch. Yeah, Powerlifting Watch is a, a, a lost gem. We have Open Powerlifting, which is cool, and they they do an insane amount of data and statistics. Well, I think that I think that the, some of the controversy. I don't know the the Open Powerlifting guys, but some of the controversy comes in the fact that they list you know basically what they're given. Yeah, right, right, right. And yeah, yeah, which I I think if you're doing stats is what you have to go by. I think he, I think so too. Yeah. But, but if they got white lights, yeah, you got to take it. Yeah, but that's that hypes it up because like oh it's legitimate because it's on there. Yeah, and then it, you have to as a discerning consumer of of like you know powerlifting judging, you have to know that sometimes it's going to be BS. Yeah, I think we need a little. UFC type shit, you know, get a little Twitter fingers and whoever, what weight class was he? 275 or something? Like whoever that fucking other 275 is, I'm on this dude's ass on Twitter. Yeah. You know, I think that's what the sport kind of needs. One, a little bit of hype. It doesn't have to be negative and it doesn't have to come out to fucking slashing tires and fighting, but you know, let a little competitiveness come out. If I'm a, if I'm a good 275 or even a top five, I'm probably chomping at that guy. Yeah. I've just never been good enough a power lifter to let a rip, but <laughs> I would let a rip, man. Hey bro, that's cool. You're over there in the fucking peewee leagues. Yeah. Uh, come over here to the WRPF where we get judged tight and let's go head to head. Yeah. I'll buy your entry or something. You know, I, I would, I would be doing shit like that. I think that would be good for the sport. Uh, Russ, Russ Swole and that kind of squads one that talks about it a lot too. And, and I think Garrett as well, where like, not that you need shit talk, but you kind of need storylines, and storylines only really come with like off the field drama in a sense, yeah, or, adversity of some kind, yeah, you kind of competitiveness, you kinda, yeah, you need a stuff. rival in a way, right? Um, and if no one's, you know, you can all be friends, you can grab a beer afterwards, I don't give a shit, or you know, say in, in the leagues like that too, you know, like LeBron James and Kevin Durant are buddies, but they're going to talk a little mess, you know, or they're definitely going to try to win. Yeah, Kevin Durant came out recently, which is an interesting quote. I think he said. uh because the biggest knock on the NBA now is maybe similar to the powerlifting or powerlifting in the West Side days. Guys would fight and you know yeah. hate each other. In NBA too, you know, there's numerous videos of Jordan shoving guys and talking shit. Where they say now because of the internet age or maybe the soft generation or whatever that they're all friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kevin Durant, I think it was literally last week because he played LeBron um, and they're smiling, high fiving after the game or whatever. People talk shit on that say yo like larry bird would never you know jordan would never and he said oh what you guys don't know is that friends actually want to win more that makes sense which which i see at a side i I don't know if i was ever like that um because there's you know you grow up playing basketball long enough you're going to see the same kids everywhere right whether it's college or leagues or charity tournaments or whatever and so there's a couple guys i would become friendly with that you know you'd give it a mutual respect but um Game recognize the game. Kinda. Yeah, kind of. But I, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if my friends on the other team, if I want to beat them more than a guy I hate. Hate's pretty powerful, man. Hates. You guys go go watch episode three. You know, Obi Wan will fucking show you. That's, that's hate's powerful. Yeah. So I don't know about that in powerlifting, but if I'm whoever two seventy fivers or whoever this dude is, I'd call his ass out right now. Yeah, it's a couple of other things that Garrett said that I agree with. Like he said, if somebody gave me the white lights, I would take them too. 
Yeah, you can't always blame the lifter, even though a couple people have denied world records based on bad performances of their own. I forgot who that was, but a couple years ago, someone squatted a world record and said, nah, it wasn't up to my own standard. But the, but the, the only thing, too, and obviously I'm not on their strength level, so I can't say, but there are lifters that get, do it consistently. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you train to standard, you'll compete to standard. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if you, why are you having this moral standard issue with the, what white lights you give and if you know you lift good? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, you're always going to be nervous to hit depth, but, like, I feel like it shouldn't be as much of a conversation as it is. Just train just train better. Yeah. <laughs> train more standard. I mean, we see it in here all the time. People squatting high as shit, and I'm like, well, good luck at your meet, you know? Yeah. And that, that was obviously the big thing with the geared era is that it was really hard to squat to depth. Period. Let alone, it would it would take so much out of you if you did it in training. Yeah, and then but then doing it on meet day, um, you would try uh, to sort it down there and kind of rely on the fact that somebody was going to give you a gift, and that's yeah. You, know, you just two, two judges at up. least would give you a gift. Yeah, the sports obviously, yeah, it's almost just a different sport, but yeah, you're just hoping to stand up, not die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like raw. I mean, if you're raw, especially with sleeves, let alone I mean wraps still. You can be so consistent. You know, there's just so many less factors mm-hmm. than a squat suit. So just fucking squat normal. And, 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 and how the sports progress, you know, people are, they're going nine for nine. You know, they're coming well planned out. They're not, they're not coming in, you know, on a coin flip. And the same with regular sports, you know, it's just, it's just grown. You're, you're not going into a, an NBA game championship and shooting a shot you've never shot before. You know, right. you're doing shit. You're not, you're not, you don't not throw a curveball all season. Now you're in the World Series. And you're right. like, ah, I'm going to let this one rip. Like, no, like you're throwing the pitches you have in your pocket. Like, it's not like a marathon where you're not running. You're not really running 26 miles before you, before you run yeah. a marathon. You're running and even that, 12, 13. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even that's like just a mental test because the variables are so gone. But yeah, yeah. It, that, that is kind of how I was raised on it too. Like, oh, you hit 500 in training? Good. You'll be good for 550 on game day. Like, oh, will you? Like, <laughs> Like, that is kind of how they thought. Um, that did happen to me, but yeah. Yeah, and it happened to me, too. Like, yeah. most of my PRs are, are in meat. Because right, I'd get all yeah. revved up, and I wouldn't be revved up in training. And, and the style of training we did. But nowadays, it's just not like that, because people are so competitive. Mm-hmm. That you, you kind of have to go, you know, seven, eight, nine for nine to even have a chance. So, the untested world is a little bit different still. But I think a lot of them are evolving that you have a game plan, you got to follow it out. But I just don't get, I, I guess I don't get squatting high as a thing especially uh, if you're like the best right because normally like it's the only sport where the best are can off not it's the only sport where the best in the sport may not be the most skilled oh yeah right right like because whoever this guy is i don't know who he is sorry if i'm ripping you buddy maybe we're even buddies for all i fucking know but <laughs> well I, we're not saying his name so we're okay yeah i didn't even like click on it i didn't even look i just i did watch by. it but i didn't like memorize the name or anything and i i'm intentionally keeping that part vague it's just sort of a broader discussion yeah. about because yeah, like steph curry's the fucking best like yeah. you're not gonna out dribble or out shoot steph curry because he's the best so then he's gonna score the most points but someone in powerlifting can like score the most points and I'm a better squatter than them. Yeah, because they're not they're not a technical squatter. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just like not they're skilled just at all. A brute strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have genetics or steroids that yeah. other folks don't have. You know, which is weird. Maybe that happens in football sometimes, but it rarely happens in any sport. Baseball definitely won't happen. Like you have to be the skilled. Right. You have to be the best to be the best. And in this sport, you could be the strongest and be the worst. <laughs> like you could be very unskilled, <clears throat> untalented, unexperienced. Mm-hmm uncerebral about it all and somehow get a world record yeah i used to say never follow a freak yeah 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 you can literally just be a freak and and we say that in other sports but 
Like people say LeBron's a freak, but he's also just as skilled as he is freaky. That's the only way. Yeah, he got there. right. Because I've played with guys that were like freaky, like LeBron, but they had no skill. And then they're in junior college. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're jumping through the roof. They're 6'6", 220 pounds, jacked out of their brains, but they don't have that skill. So you don't get there where powerlifting, you can sneak your way through. Even strongman, I don't think you can sneak your way through anymore. Yeah. You know, because the game's be evolved. To. Yeah. Maybe back in the day, you're just a brute. Yeah. And the, the the technique hasn't caught up. But now all those guys are technical as shit with the stones and technical as shit with the log. Right. So they're strong and technical. You're screwed. Another point that Garrett made, I thought that was interesting, and certainly it's something that I've observed in the in the untested world, in the geared world, or whatever, um, especially back in the multiply days, that um, lifters would be positive to each other in person, and maybe positive about somebody else's, you know, high squat or bench that wasn't locked out or deadlift that wasn't locked out or whatever on social media. Yeah. And then privately, to their fr- to their other friends, yeah, talk shit, talk shit. And I, I yeah. saw that more often than not. I think that's just human nature, probably. Because I I'm also the one like I just hate conflict. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna also rain on your parade in person. Yeah, you know, like if if you get white lights and I think you squat high, I'm not about to just run up to you and be like, Jim, that squat sucked. Yeah, you know what I mean. So not that I think talking behind someone's back is good. Um. Yeah, let social media ring a little bit. You know, I think there is a time to be a keyboard warrior yeah. in the sense that you don't need to get into fistfights in person. Yeah. But you also don't need to be fake in person. You can be neutral in person yeah. and then, you know, be a little more truthful online because it is just easier. Like, it's you know, what are you going to do? If you're at that meet and that guy squats height, I don't think Garrett's walking up to him either and saying, hey, bro, that fucking sucked. He may not. I don't know. You know, like maybe at the bar after, because I think he's got beat up for shit like that. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't know. I I I I do agree with the general point of not being a you know a sleaze ball and talking uh, shit behind people's back. But I also don't think you just go straight up to them. Yeah, and say like, "Yo, that sucks," because that's not going to solve anything either. Yeah, for sure. You know, but on, I think the only solve, the only real answer, and that's what I always look for in anything from business to lifting. To you're right, we have a problem. How do you solve it? Is is other two seventy fivers or whoever's in this dude's weight class, uh-huh. like politely, not politely, call them out in the sense that you need to challenge them. Don't just say like, "Yo, I'm better than you, bro." Say, "Hey, man, great squat. I don't think it was up to standard. Mm-hmm. Come meet me at WRPF." Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. I'll pay your entry. Let's go head to head, you know. And then, and then, and then, either the guy shows up and he does it better, or he just don't show up. Yeah, and the, the, the rest will answer itself. And that's how the UFC works. I feel like. Yeah, you know? I think that's true too. Right, yeah, like yeah, guys yeah. call each other out that aren't always going for the belt. You know, the you you rank ten, you'll call out the six guy. Like that kind of that kind of matters. And one, it'll build the story, and then two, you'll see what people are made of. Mm-hmm. I think that's the competitiveness we need. So I think the the bottom line for me is that you just don't have to pay attention to every single one of these. Yeah. Like you should definitely like on social media, you should be congratulatory for the people who um, set records, break records, you know, lift in a, in a admirable way in uh, conditions where the judging is apparently spot on kind of regardless of where the, where the with the federation? Yeah. If you can look at a video yeah. and you say, "Yeah, that looks right. Yeah, that yeah. looks right." Then then congratulate. But it isn't necessary if you're not personally 
involved if you're not personally if you're not a commentator the way Garrett is or whatever. Yeah, so that's the amendment, I guess, to my keyboard warrior thing. Like you gotta you gotta have skin in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like Garrett's been to every meet on the planet. He's memorized everyone's PRs that's ever lifted a weight in their life. Right. Like Garrett's got more skin in the game than most as a competitor, but definitely as an analyst. You have to be around the sport and be in the sport. You can't compete once and now be critiquing the strongest yeah. in the world, you know? Like train with some cats, be around the game a bit. You know, same with like those most analysts of either started high school college like Stephen A. Smith I imagine has been reporting basketball for 50 years right like starting in college to basketball to pro Yeah, Uh, and if they're not they played pro Mm. right now you have Shannon Sharps a big voice in sports like they have skin in the game so their critique isn't always perfect but at least it has thought behind it yeah I'm not for random keyboard warriors but if you get yeah if you're a big squatter if you've been around the sport if you're an analyst Mm. yeah I think your voice matters to Hopefully you have all the sport at the right place. Well, I got one more department I want to roll out here for the first time. And I'm stealing this the title of this from other podcasts, but we're going to do it our own way. The, I'm calling this three things. So uh, three social media accounts that are not in the fitness space. That are good follows? That, that you enjoy most. In, in I just followed follows. a sick one yesterday. I got you guys. Um, this one, I think I, I don't know where I stole it. Maybe on my, um, discovery non-fitness, you said non-fitness, um, start. I hate, sometimes I, I do feel like a gatekeeper hipster that I don't want to share, but I'll (laughs) get over it. Uh, star world lab. Okay. And they just do like crazy shit in the world. Just like anything from, um, there's like a new island that just formed in the Pacific. Did you see that? No. So some volcano went crazy and literally formed a new island, uh, uh, 620 miles south of Tokyo. So it does stuff like that. Or um, Kanye West built a whole uh, studio in the middle of nowhere, Saudi Arabia, in like some oasis city. They post about that. Yeah. There's like these fucking blue Java bananas. Just like crazy... This is the texture. Oh, those are, those are look really weird. It says the, the texture bananas. and flavor is vanilla ice cream, and it's a natural fruit. So it just posts like crazy, kind of mind bending type shit. I really like that. Um, I'm trying to think of another good one that I have recently. I follow a lot of dog ones, like rescues. Kind of makes me sad and not sad. Hmm. Um. Let's see another one. A lot of them are like fashiony too. If you guys don't know who Meow Wolf is, Meow Wolf's a decent follow. Meow Wolf is like a artist, but they put on like um, like interactive exhibit museum type things, and so he has some really trippy art directiony posts that are really cool. If you guys have heard, I think it's is it Area Fifteen, Area Fifty One, Area Fifty One. No, like the exhibition. Oh, exhibition. I don't know. I think it might be Area 15. It might be Area 51 too, but it's basically like a like a super interactive, like in-person, almost video game treasure hunt you can do in this crazy looking building. And that's him. That's in Vegas. Um, I forgot what it was called. But yeah, Meow Wolf would be another good one. It's another good follow. I'm just scrolling around like crazy. Um, yeah, I follow a bunch of random shit. I do too, but I mean, there's some basic ones. 
Oh, shout out my boy, dude. I haven't met him yet, but I want to do his name's Andrew Dutton. Um, ad underscore sneaks. Uh, he's a teacher, but he does like sneaker and fashion photography on the side. Uh-huh. Uh, on the side, and his photography is insane. I followed him a couple of months ago. I like his content a ton. Ad underscore sneak. Shout out to Andrew. Uh, he looks like he's maybe about my age, and he's just a grade school teacher, but he's super into like clothes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and his photography is insane. If you guys are into shit like that, maybe him. Okay. Um, what you got? My number number one, it's not fitness. It is it's a sport, but not not fitness. Is uh, um, Ash Watson, former um, uh, British uh, gymnastics champ. Oh, uh, little guy. I mean, I mean, he's pr- short. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably taller than Matt over here. But um, Matt's also very short. But uh, um, you know, and and pretty thick for for gymnastics like not in the you know a lot of gymnasts are 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 jacked but they're but their frame is small this is a bigger framed guy who is a small guy at the same time yeah uh and a lot of his account is um uh trying different gymnastics things that are done by women or done by by really high level like performing um yeah uh Soleil type shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he like, would just try to do the trick. He just does it over. You see cool. you watch it do him doing it over and over and again yeah, until yeah. he until he finally nails it. And he's not shy about showing you like an ugly fail. Yeah. I can't do that. I don't know why that shit scares me. Because I just feel like a joint's gonna get dislocated somewhere. Uh yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's possible. Yeah. I haven't seen anything terrible like yeah. that happen. Yeah, because I doubt he'd post himself getting wrecked. Probably not, but like he, I mean, they also do a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of pads down and stuff sure. like that. And it's like he's not, he's not going to break his neck, probably. Yeah. I used to watch like, yeah, like Travis Pastrana and even that Sean White stuff. You see them like practicing over and over. Yeah. And it just makes me like cringe, like, oh, dude, I know something bad's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one of my like very long time favorites is the Smoking Tire. Yeah. They're um, good. Matt Farah. Um, I watched their YouTube a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they'll do like old BMWs and cool shit. And yeah. They'll grab like a random kid who souped up his car and take him for a drive. Yeah. And it, the, I mean, his his social media is good. Uh, does a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of food and, and, and stuff in his social media. Yeah. And then the YouTube videos are, are, are good. Yeah. Probably the thing that hooked me years ago, probably, fuck, probably 12 years ago, um, is how much fun he has doing this stuff. Yeah. It seems like he's still passionate over yeah. after many so a, a lot of a lot of laugh a lot of um you know uh just just pure enjoyment of what he's doing and yeah. it's got and you know it's work people forget that content creation is is straight up work yeah very much so um and i'm gonna have oops this is loud all of a sudden um i i'm hoping that i can remember i just watched this guy this morning i follow him on tiktok Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do another one. I'll I'll, I'll save this one for another time. Um, another one that I really enjoy is nobody cares. Anthony. He it's largely um, like signs or or ads or whatever that have like outrageous typos in them. Oh yeah, and he's got he's from Boston. He's got a really like thick Boston accent. And it's they're just fucking hysterical. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if people like that can monetize enough that they 
get to travel and find signs or if they're just really like good, repurposing online? It's a really good question. I don't know. And I, the, probably the reason that, that I'm mentioning him as opposed to a couple of the other ones is like yesterday, I think, he had a post about um, either, I don't know, it, it's not very clear. And this is a thing about social media. You know, when somebody posts about somebody in their life who died, you don't always know what the what the relationship was and you seldom know how they died or whatever. So there's yeah. no cautionary tale that can be taken there. Um, you know, accidents and cancer seem to be like the leading causes if you actually hear something. But um, I think he was supposed yesterday that he lost a girlfriend or wife or whatever, like six years ago. Uh, and it was a, like, it was a, you know, very sweet sentimental post to show you that the person has more than what you're seeing. Yeah. yeah. You know, a little out of his time. norm content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, obviously, if you're a human with empathy, you you resonate with that. Yeah, can start to relate a little bit. Yeah, but generally, they're so, like, laugh out loud funny. Yeah. The, you know. I've the, seen some on my discovery. Maybe not him, but random signs that are funny. Yeah, just, <laughs> there was a there was a, a Facebook Marketplace ad that he was <laughs> talking about the other day. And it was, somebody was selling a, a TV, a, you know, flat screen TV. There's a woman, she took a picture of the TV, but she is buck naked. And is she like a reflection or something? Yeah, oh yeah. So oh stupid. yeah. And and she's got like her her nipples and her hips are are touching pretty much. Nice. Yeah. He's nice. he's like it's like they're extra limbs. Yeah, how's Facebook not flagging that? I'm yeah, sure this is a really point. good question. I don't know, because they're not paying attention. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they got it at some point. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, he was even like turning the Telling you to turn the picture in different ways, you can like see yeah. different things if you keep turning it, and you know a lot, a lot of you know just funny stuff. I, I we it, I should mention this because I'm sure nobody got it, but the episode that we did last week that we we were just housekeeping. There's one of the one of the his repeating bits is this like sign that says housekeeping, uh, yeah. housekeeping, yeah, yeah, housekeeping. You just automatically read it in an accent. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's written phonetically, basically. So, but uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Go follow them, kids. Um, what day's today? We got about five days. November 20th, biggest drop of the year of all time, really. For us. Uh, 3SB.co. Check it out. We got up to 40% off all our classics, and we got a brand new drop, our biggest ever. Um, if you're one of the first 50 purchasers of a hundred dollars or more you'll get a brand new collectible coffee mug in the shape of goodie bear super custom super cool limited edition check that out through sb.co and as always if you could use code good company at legionathletics.com for all your supplement needs if you guys want protein some of the best protein i've ever tried uh super well formulated pre-workouts health vitamins d3 anything you want check it out legion athletics use code good company at checkout and right now i think they have a buy one get one 50 off so if you want to stock up um for the month of november use code good company and head over to legion.com and i'm Sal mike where you want to find me i am at the jim mcdino on all the social media this show is 50 percent facts where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers 50 percent facts is a speaker prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the obscure celebrity network and we'll talk to you next time